Time to express yourself. Where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. There's something so special about a woman who dominates in a man's world. It takes a certain grace, strength, intelligence, fearlessness, and the nerve to never take no for an answer. Rihanna. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself, and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported Be The Star You Are over the years. We're thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit visit www.bc.org btsya.com. That's www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts and we'll use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music, iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hello, I'm Rose, one of your hosts for today. Before we start the program, we want to announce that Be The Star You Are charity is entering the metaverse. By purchasing an NFT from www.starstylecommunity.com, you will be donating to Be The Star You Are. Each NFT is based on a character from Cynthia Bryan's new children's book, No Bonyard Bullies, illustrated by Jensen Russell. These NFTs are like baseball trading cards of yore. Check out the roadmap for upcoming events just for StarStyle community members, where exclusive experiences are part of the package. Going to be super fun. Jump into the metaverse and buy our NFTs. Again, that's at https at www.starstylecommunity.com. Hello, like I said earlier, my name is Rose Sarner, one of your hosts today, and welcome to this episode, which is all about women's advocacy and empowerment. In segment one, we'll be hearing from Nihal about why women's advocacy is so important to him, and in segment two, Hannah and I will be talking about important female leaders and the methods of advocacy. Hi, everybody. I'm Hannah, one of the co-hosts for this show. And here in segment one, we have Nihal. Welcome. Hi, guys. So I just wanted to start off by saying that, you know, everybody is excellent with what they do in their own way. And everyone should have an opportunity to do what everyone gets. But, 
you know, sadly, we live in a society where there still is a lot of inequality going on, especially a lot of gender inequality. And that's why I think women's advocacy is a very important issue. And it's something that, you know, we should always emphasize and, you know, continue to fight for because it shouldn't be a problem that it, it still should not be an issue that we still need to resolve. Yeah, I definitely think that's really important to mention. Um, and do you have any type of famous people that have fought for women's advocacy that you really look out for or um, read about and are excited to learn about? Yeah, so there's a lot of famous celebrities in today's time that are all obviously fighting for women's advocacy and are pushing it out to be there. But I wanted to just kind of go back to women like Susan B. Anthony, Alice Paul, Elizabeth Stanton, Lucy Stone, Ida B. Wells, who, you know, fought for women's right way back in the old days when they fought for women's suffrage movement, fought for the for women to have the right to vote. And they were the ones that started the suffrage movement and started the advocacy movement for women to have the same opportunity as men. And in today's society, many celebrities and many athletes and people in general are promoting women's advocacy. And I think that is such a great thing. But I kind of wanted you know, to recognize the people that started it and have them, you know, recognize how they started it and why they started it and how it's, how it's very important that they started a movement like that. And sadly, it is still a problem and an issue that we face today, gender equality, which is a really big thing, but it shouldn't be an issue that we should be facing in today's time in society. And it should be something that should be resolved very quickly. But I think that there's so many ways that we can, you know, increase the way to fight for women's rights. No, I absolutely agree. Gender equality is extremely prevalent today, especially worldwide. Um, and I do like the women you named, and especially now in fourth wave feminism, they've really paved the way. Um, so in your opinion, what are some ways that um, people can fight for women's rights? Yeah, so there's so many different ways and so many great ways to fight for women's rights. And I think it's an amazing thing that, you know, we live in a world of technology where so many people have access to it. But the great best way to do it is we can start sparking conversations of it, through, especially through social media. There's so many different social media apps that so many people use throughout the entire world. And that can create a base for a change that can open up many people's minds and opinions for change. And it's an important way to create more support and to get more of that support. And we can definitely share local events that, you know, fundraisers or anything that on social media for to get more support and more people to come out. And the best way I think, you know, we can create more support and more of a, you know, more open up more people's minds and open up their eyes to it is, you know, calling out people for making you know, insensitive or ill-informed comments. And I think that's a really big thing with technology and social media these days. There's a lot of people out there who it's easy for them to sit behind a screen and, you know, just be a bully or be rude to other people because they're not saying it to their face. And this can help, you know, amplify the voices of women everywhere by calling out those people and telling them, you know, what you're doing is wrong. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why cancel culture is a good thing because it can you know, call out people who are making these insensitive comments and hurting other people's feelings and, you know, hold them accountable for their actions. And I think it's a great, great way to amplify, you know, women's voices that are in the front line. But some other ways to, 
you know, get more support and, you know, fight for more women's rights is volunteering at women's rights organization. And that's a perfect way to, you know, show your support and also learn more about it and learn more about why, you know, we're fighting for it and why it is a com it's an issue in throughout the world today. And that way it can gain more support. It can again open up people's eyes more and they can help, you know, understand what they're fighting for and why it's very important to fight for it. And I think another great thing is fundraisers for everything fundraiser is a perfect way you know to bring people together who have the same goal who are like-minded and help them fight together for a common cause and it's you know to spread more information throughout the world about global and gender inequality and i think fundraiser is a great way because also creates more support and you know we can donate money and fund money and an important organization that i actually found out when researching was called reclaiming stolen livelihoods which is um based in the uk but that helps, you know, women who have been abused and women that have been displaced and helps, you know, help them find a home, helps them get back on their feet. And I think, you know, fundraising money and donating money to place organizations and fundraisers such as that can help impact so many people's lives and help bring up more um, recognition to the idea that, you know, we still need to fight for women's rights because sadly it is still a big problem in today's society and gender inequality is still a, sadly a big problem in today's society. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. And these are such amazing resources and tips um, for listeners listening about what they can do or what um, resources are able to um, help in their community, which I think is such an important aspect of woman empowerment is what can you do um and is there anything that you've done personally to help create an impact yeah so i've actually donated money to a family in india who was unable to send their daughter to school because they grew up with financial problems and they have financial complications and back in india usually it the big that's one of the places where gender equality is a really big issue and they believe that you know if you have to choose between your son or daughter to get education, that your son should get education because they want them, you know, to be the breadwinner in the family. And I think that isn't the right way to think, but by doing this, I donated money to that family so they can also send their daughter to school and she can get an education, the same opportunity as her brother. And I wanted everybody to have an opportunity. And by doing this, I kind of liked that idea and I would want to donate more money to more families in India and other underdeveloped countries so they can also send their kids, their daughters to um, get that education that they need. And I kind of thought back in our society where, you know, school is mandatory and, you know, you don't have to pay money to go to public school, but I kind of thought about how it would be for me if I was being sent to school and my sister was the one that had to stay home and my sister loves to learn and she loves learning. She loves going to school. And I kind of thought, how would it feel if, I was the one that was going to school and getting education, but my sister had to stay back at home and have that opportunity stripped away from her. And I kind of felt really bad for, you know, kids in underdeveloped countries who are growing up with financial problems and aren't able to send their daughters to school because they also want to get to have that same opportunity. And everybody should have that same opportunity. And I think I would like to do this more and more. And I think everybody that can and, you know, fight for women's rights in any way that they can. Not It doesn't have to be donating money, but you know, posting things about it on social media or opening up people's eyes and just supporting it is a great way that people can help without, you know, having to pay money, without it being a cost. And I think women's right is something we should continue to fight for until the issue is resolved. But sadly, it still is an issue that we face. But I would like, you know, to encourage the listeners to 
go out there and try to do something to fight for women's rights, whether it's post something on social media, donate to a fundraiser, do anything to show your, show your support and help, you know, resolve this issue. Wow, that was super, super interesting. Um, so <laughs> make sure you stay tuned for our next segment where we will be discussing female role models and the true intricacies of women's advocacy. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at be, be the star you are, teen radio at gmail.com. That's B-T-S-Y-A, teen radio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.bethestarur.org. You can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for our free newsletter, and make a donation to Be The Star You Are. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself be the star you are light up the flame that burns make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support be the star you are 501c3 a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women families and youth Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame, it burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you You're 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself, where we are discussing women's empowerment and advocacy. Now, I will be talking about the methods of advocacy, while Rose provides some of her female role models as inspiration. Hello everyone, my name is Hannah Sahoda, and I'm the host of today's show, and this is my segment, Empowerment and Equality. Today, I'll be discussing a topic that ex- that's extremely important to me as a feminist, philanthropist, and advocate, women's advocacy. Now, this term may be vague, so I'll define it for everyone in the audience so we're all on the same page. Advocacy is defined as any action that speaks in favor of, recommends, argues for a cause, supports or defends, or pleads on behalf of others. Regarding women's advocacy in particular, there are many topics, policies, and forms of advocacy that can be approached, such as the wage gap, healthcare accessibility, the increasing domestic and hate-fueled violence against women, and much more. All stemming from the ever-pervasive systematic patriarchy that exists worldwide. As a woman, I find that many opposed to the fourth wave women's movement or the ideals of the previous women's movement that have occurred before, they claim that the sexes are equal, despite the multitude of research and inequality and personal experience that begs to differ. It is a willful ignorance drenched in misogyny and conditioning to believe that women have to fit inside a certain category, in which beauty and social standards create the devastating loop of never achieving equality or true quote-unquote perfection that exists in each meaningless expectation of man. Men inherently benefit from the patriarchy socially, economically, politically, and religiously. It can be seen in every aspect of life, becoming even more obvious in recent years, with a drastic increase of violence against women and our reproductive autonomy being limited by the Supreme Court who, comprised of mainly old white men, seem to value an idea over a concrete life. This privilege is exactly the reason that women's advocacy and feminism is necessary to create a safer, opportunistic, and encouraging society for the women in our generation to thrive and grow without fear of harm or imposed restrictions. Whoever denies the systematic oppression of minorities in modern-day America is quite literally a willful fool who cares not about problems that don't apply to themselves, selfish and power-hungry, contributing to the polarization that divides groups apart rather than formulate solutions. There are many forms of women's advocacy, all equally important but I'll mainly address my specialty in my community. Accessibility, healthcare, education, and empowerment for young girls and women through philanthropy, opportunity, and advocacy. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, among the 97.3 million women ages 19 to 64 residing in the United States, 
most had some form of coverage in 2021. However, gaps in private sector and publicly funded programs and a lack of affordability left a little over one in 10 women uninsured. Imagine worldwide in lesser developed countries. The problem is ever more pervasive. Birth control, menstrual products, contraceptives, and other feminine products are hundreds to thousands of dollars per year, which many women in lower socioeconomic or disadvantaged situations may not be able to afford, which causes more severe problems such as unwanted pregnancy, sexually transmitted diseases, and a lack of hygiene due to accessibility and affordability. In addition to the ridiculously expensive cost, actually known as the pink tax. Many doctors misdiagnose or refuse to provide women with necessary treatment due to implicit bias and misogyny. It's increasingly difficult, especially in healthcare, to pinpoint where exactly this comes from. But implicit bias in healthcare is devastating and can lead to infection, pain, and death. For all of my audience members who may not have heard this term before, it's defined as, and I quote, the attitudes or stereotypes that affect or understand actions and decisions in an unconscious manner. Factors such as misogyny, beauty and social standards, and even empathy towards women all play a role in how they are diagnosed and handled, which is a significant issue in the medical community. However, many schools now are implementing required gender studies, ethics, and intensive inclusivity training to counteract this unconscious behavior. However, in order to tackle this problem effectively, advocates need to take a step against the patriarchy itself, derailing the beauty and social standards, common myths about women's reproductive health, and targeting the unfounded stigma that many individuals have regarding women's health worldwide. Turning these taboo topics into informative ones, as they are an important, inevitable part of life for half our population. We need to care for our women, the side effects, the products they're consuming, the media they're consuming, their empowerment, their education. It all plays a role in our society. When one half of the gender is constantly oppressed, everyone is oppressed in this loop of patriarchy and systematic decline. So advocacy, to me, is necessary for our society to survive. Necessary for our society to innovate, to grow, to progress. Because when everyone has an opportunity, more academic, social, political output the possibilities are endless. But we need to have methods in order to achieve these goals. Now, what are some methods that advocates use to propel women's rights? The first one is to speak up. The first and arguably easiest method to advocate for women's rights and wellness is to spread awareness between family, friends, and acquaintances to break misconceptions and barriers regarding feminism and the women's rights movement. When you become involved and passionate in your community, people will take notice and the message will begin to spread, whether it be 
your passion for more educational opportunity, job equity, social freedom, or healthcare for women in an effective manner. Like, take me. I, I, live, in, I live in Northern California in a tiny rural town. And many people I talked to about feminism viewed it as a dirty word, sort of taboo. They didn't understand why I was pushing so hard for education and respect. But as you talk to more people, you realize that with enough open dialogue and honest discussion, their perspectives can be changed. And you'll have new supporters and new allies. And that brings me to my next point. Everyone needs to support our women. Whether you are a man or a woman, speaking up is extremely important especially in regards to victims or other advocates who have the same message of progressing women's rights. Our legal system is imbalanced. Our political system is imbalanced. Even our social culture has declined. Although it is better than the 1900s or 1800s, our fourth wave feminism is dedicated to dismantling rape culture and hatred online which seems to be the new form of bigotry, as Nihal said before in his last segment, hiding behind a screen, which can lead to dangerous real-life consequences like policy, attack, supremacy. It's all interconnected. And by that, I suggest that advocates redistribute blame and accountability. Everyone should have an equal standing in our daily life. No shame, no blame. So, many advocates create efforts to hold misogynists accountable for their actions rather than blame women for these men men or potentially women's ideology. And a really, really great way I found to do that is to become involved in organizations, charities, and movements related to women's advocacy. I, I My personal recommendation and what I worked with the American Association of University Women, which is a really, really great program for educating young girls, and other programs that like Planned Parenthood, National Organization for Women, the Malala Fund, Global Fund for Women, the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, Equality Now, Women Not Brides, and the National Women's Law Center, all targeting a different part of patriarchal effect in society, whether it be law, health, social, maybe religious, it's it's all interconnected, which I think is extremely important to acknowledge. And these are all my personal recommendations and are all great places to be involved. Anyone of any age can make a difference regardless of regardless of who you are. Take me for an example, you know, Indian girl living in a rural community. Uh, I noticed the educational and health gap in my community and started my own charitable organization, Hannah's Project, shameless plug, (laughs) which is dedicated to the empowerment, education, and equality of women through education and literacy. It was not easy. It took time and years of effort and talking and networking and just planning, but we're finally making a difference with our new programs. And if you have the resources or the time, 
I implore each and every one of you in the audience to go out and proudly proclaim yourself a feminist. Become a woman's advocate because the progression of women and the breaking of the systematic patriarchy will result in a better society for us all, whether you be a man or a woman. Now, Rose will list all of the female role models and advocates who have made bounds and strides for this very wave of feminism and women's advocacy, which we can take as an inspiration. Thank you so much, Hannah. I loved listening to your segment and I loved hearing about your organization. I'm so excited to hear more about it later. I would first like to say I'm going to be discussing a couple female women who are really important and have guided me and allowed me to educate myself on major strides within society, um, specifically with women equ- women's equity and gender equality. Um, however, there are many women that have also done this, and I'm just going to acknowledge a couple today. So starting off with Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, notoriously known as RBG. She is a U.S. Supreme Court justice, second woman to be appointed the position ever. So that in itself is extremely important um, to women's rights and has fueled a variety of women politicians and allowed for equal representation within governmental fields and federal fields. And why should you care about her? Ginsburg headed the ACLU Women's Rights Project and later, her historic decision in the U.S. versus Virginia made it illegal to deny women from the military. So, proving that women are allowed to, like said, proving that women are allowed to have a role in society and contribute to societal functions, such as serving in the military. Additionally, she had another monumental decision. Um, that helped legalize same-sex marriage in all 50 states, which is extremely important to all of society, promoting equality, freedom, and basic human rights that are laid out in the Constitution. Additionally, Ginsburg is from a low-income part of Brooklyn, New York, and was one of the only nine women in her class of 500 at Harvard Law School. As a law student, she was also a mother and wife, supporting her husband through cancer. And these are all just examples of how she truly is a fighter. Um, She was one of nine women in her class of 500, defying all odds, and additionally um, proving that women can pursue an important role, um, such as a lawyer, while also being a mother and wife and supporting her family. Another important figure is Taranya Burke, who is a fearless American civil rights activist and founder of the hashtag MeToo movement since 2006. And way before the hashtag was popularized and missed the 2017 Harvey Weinstein Weinstein abuse allegations, Burke had met a 13-year-old girl who described being sexually abused by her mother's boyfriend. And Burke after hearing this, didn't know what to say at the time, but she wished she could have given her voice by saying, or even just condolences by saying me too. And this happened in 1997. From there, Burke founded Just Be Inc. in 2003, an organization that supports 
that supports disadvantaged minority women aged 12 to 18 by bringing attention to challenges that are pointedly female. So even before the hashtag MeToo movement was a thing, often overlooked people who have founded the movement before then and who have been advocating for sexual assault and sexually abused people since then. Um, So it's important to note that she truly paved the way and began the topic of conversation before it was popularized in mainstream media. Additionally, another woman who's extremely important to mention is Masha Amini, who on September 16, 2022, when she was 2022 years old, um, she died in a hospital in Tehran, Iran, under suspicious circumstances. So many of you have probably heard about Amini in recent news and on the mainstream media. And so I'm going to lay out the story about Amini and why she serves as an important role model. So the Guidance Patrol, the religious mortality police of Iran's government, arrested Amini for allegedly not wearing the hijab in accordance with government standards in Iran. And the law enforcement command of the Islamist Islamic Republic of Iran stated that she had a heart attack at a police station, collapsed, and fell into a coma before being transferred transferred to a hospital. However, eyewitnesses, including women who were detained with Amini, reported that she was severely beaten and that she died as a result of police brutality, which was denied by the Iranian authorities. So following her death, which, based off of the evidence and facts, was because of the Iranian government, protests erupted in Iran and around the world. Women, men, and children took to the streets in demonstrations, denouncing the Islamic Republic's treatment of women. Protesters burned to jobs, chanted, shaved their heads, and displayed their hair in defiance of the Republic's rules. These demonstrations were met with further violence, arrests, and killing. So after Amini There have been many women and even men who have spoken up um, on a public level, on the news, or even just in public and have been arrested and killed. The movement has grown exponentially via social media and online platforms, documenting the death of Amini and resulting protests, has been countered not only with violence, but also censorship of information. Journalists have been a target of arrest. And the internet was monumentally shut off in Tehran, blocking virtual information from leaving those areas. Despite these efforts to repress the revolution, protests continued, inspiring hope. So the Iranian government has censored all information coming in and out of the country, making it really difficult for individuals to document what is happening in the streets and to use their voice as a platform of activism. And her story really just proves how brave she was as an individual to defy these rules and circumstances under the government. And it's really fueled a variety of women around the world to use their voice, even if they've been guided not to, or even if they have been suppressed But I think truly it's really inspiring. And I know a lot of Middle Eastern students in my community have spoken up about how empowering this is and how they really want to educate the community about 
Taliban's ruling in Iran and what it means for women around the world to educate our community further. Another important figure is Toni Morrison, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning novelist and poet. And she was the first black woman to receive receive the Nobel Prize in literature. And her words have inspired the likes of Oprah Winfrey and civil rights activist Angela Davis by shining light on the black female experience. And in 2012, Morrison was awarded by the U.S. Presidential Medal of Freedom for her contribution to peace through literary art. So all these figures really prove that you can be a female and a woman in power in many different fields, whether that's in the government, um, as a poet, as an artist, and you really have the opportunity to explore what you're passionate about, and you shouldn't feel that you should not use your voice because those in political power or those in executive fields are telling you not to. Additionally, Anna Winter is the editor-in-chief of Vogue, and she has been since 1988, and she's really defied what it means to be a woman in fashion, and she's given Vogue their voice because she started it in 1988. And she's mostly been portrayed as ruthless and a psychopath in The Devil's Wear Prada, the film. But she has expanded her icon status beyond that and really understands what it takes to be a woman um, at the head of a company. And I think sometimes when you are a woman of such great power, you're um, they are deemed as psychopaths or even um, ruthless and rude. However, when men are deemed similar or when there are men at high um, organizations or high companies, they're just seemed as powerful. So I think there's a double standard to really acknowledge when learning about women or just watching them in films because they truly can be, there's a bias that can be explored that people put on them that really isn't true wow I, I I don't think I've ever met someone who's been on such the same wavelength as me all of your all of your inspirations are the same as mine and I totally agree with everything you said like women in media especially in and with Masha with her, like the women's movement going on there with empowerment of choice, displaying the patriot systematic patriarchy, it's it's super prevalent. So I really wanted to get your thoughts on the solutions or the potential the potential prospects of these of these movements. Do you think that it will result in a definitive equality? Well, I think it's really fun. First of all, I'm just acknowledging that I think it's really incredible when you find another woman like yourself and you guys share common interests and (laughs) support each other, I think is really powerful because like we both mentioned, it's really difficult to find women across fields that are able to lean each other and support each other, which is really important. And I do think that as your question goes with the solution, um, I think that what's happening in Iran is going to take a lot of time in order for to like equality to, and like 
entire equality to happen because the Taliban is such a powerful regime that does not promote women's empowerment, mm-hmm. that does not promote um, equality, gender equality, education, etc. But I do think that as for encouraging women to have a voice and use their voice in um, companies and politics and other forms of work and jobs, I think that 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 can definitely um, be achieved through time and through continuous education. Um, I think it's really important to shed light on these issues to younger women and um, younger children who are learning about this, especially males too, and not just women. Um, Because if they learn about this at a young age and they learn to incorporate women into society at a young age, then that can be translated above because whatever they learn and whatever people learn at a young age will be translated into what they act on um, when they're older. I I completely agree. It's, it's, It's like what I always say. Misogyny isn't inherent. No one just is born and wakes up saying, oh, you know, women are inferior you know it is a continuously learned it's a learned behavior through all of these expectations set up from systematic oppression and we can really see this everywhere like every country has some semblance of this it is pervasive it is worldwide and it is prevalent um and that's that's what i'm saying especially for younger youth i i hear some people saying it'll taint their minds same with like it's same with race and gender the op- the opposition to these ideals they're often like you'll make kids feel bad if you teach them about systematic oppression and to that i say what about the young girls and then the young the young black daughters the young brown daughters all of these children who are going through racism and sexism what will they they already feel bad because they are a product of this oppressive society so i truly feel that education is a surefire way it will take time and extreme effort because there is going to be a lot of pushback and we're seeing that in places like iran and even america with uh, figures like Andrew Tate. I heard he got recently arrested because Greta Thunberg and him were arguing over environmentalism over Twitter. And he he made some unsavory comments. And then the Romanian police found him through that. And he's being charged with human trafficking and rape and abuse. But you can, there are so many young boys who have been basically brainwashed by like constant consumption of media like his like constantly saying women are inferior you need to be much like macho to be a man um violence is masculinity and you can see them supporting this individual when otherwise if we expose them to maybe more inclusive more open-minded content more positive content there could be a drastic difference in online culture which i feel like what f- which is what fourth wave feminism is all about you know we're in an online revolution wouldn't you say you know we're both teenagers 
we we know what it's like like when you go on your tiktok page you go on your instagram page right i don't have a twitter with sometimes yeah i do check out to see what's happening (laughs) we know we know what it's like yeah definitely i think encouraging it through the media and encouraging like real content that's not just like fake and that's not just censored and really highlighting what's actually happening is really important to expose the truths of the world um and not just censoring media entirely like I think with what's happening with in Iran people it's gaining a lot more momentum because people are actually standing out in Iran and posting videos even though they are being harmed they are actually using their voice and they know that not to sacrifice but I mean kind of to sacrifice their own voice that in order to create change they have to sacrifice um, individuals or they just have to sacrifice the chance that they will be hunted down by the ruthless regime but I do Mm -hmm. think that they are so strong in doing that and that it really is important in hopes of creating change I really do believe that on it's so fascinating to be raised as like a a woman in this age of online revolution because it's the pinnacle of journalism but it's also a detriment you know like with incel forums and reddit you know it's it's pervasive but it's also an opportunity to spread your voice and I just think it's it's so intricate, especially now. That's real activism, I feel. Not, well, I feel like there's been an emergence of performative activism, which is people who are just saying it just to say without truly contributing to the cause. What are your thoughts on that, by the way? Yeah, I think that being a woman right now is really important because, I mean, I am on my school publication and I think that being on my school publication has exposed me to a lot of issues in women empowerment and in this in society that I wouldn't have known about. And even what's happening in my own community, um, people come to, you know, our school paper and they want to highlight certain issues that they think are really important and they think should deserve a voice like Middle Eastern students coming to us and saying, hey, can you write a piece on what's happening in Iran and really localizing it. Um, So I think growing up now and being exposed to everything, I think when I'm older, like obviously what was normalized for say my mom or my grandmother is not going to be normalized for me. Like I think having a job for women, having women having a job is what's normalized and women being in a house is what's not normalized in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think it's really interesting how as time goes on and as more things are portrayed in the media or in society, more things are um, normalized. Yeah, I totally agree. And just like one last thing, I think uh, we are are breaking generational traditions and generational trauma. Uh, Us as a generation, I feel. There's no more like bullying isn't cool anymore like you know being better than others isn't very glor- glorified anymore and i think that's the reason we're having so much pushback this is an age this is a revolution you know we are you know women and men and 
all of uh, all of the advocates are are really making a change and it's a really turbulent time like 20 since 2020 you can see the the very foundation of our government and politics has been shifting at a rapid rate so that's yeah. all I wanted to say but um that's- yeah that was so great I loved hearing about you and your charity and everything you believe it was so empowering unfortunately that's all we have time for for this segment Make sure to visit our website at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and make a donation to BTSYA. And we have Sharanya coming on on the next segment. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself Teen Radio Show. Right now, we have Sharanya with her segment, The Scribble. Welcome, Sharanya. Hi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Scribble. 
where I help you find the nooks and crannies that will help everyone delve into the wonder of writing. Women's rights have always been a topic that has littered the media through ages, and gradually, women are on the end of receiving equality. But as a society, we haven't reached to that point there yet. In the news, there is always some type of oppression against women that makes my blood boil. But on the other hand, there are amazing women working to better their own field and representing the true meaning of feminism. As time has moved along, feminism has been misconstrued to this toxic hate men movement, which is definitely not the goal of feminism. Feminism also isn't those girl power graphic tees in the back of Target, but that does not constitute as the whole of feminism. As a literary junkie, I want to talk about the authors that have crucially paved their ways through the gender barrier and are amazing writers. I also want to discuss a bit about their world and how they broke against all these oppressing elements. The first woman I want to talk about is someone who's simply so inspiring. And not only did she help with feminism and women's advocacy, she was also a pioneer in introducing the concept of LGBTQ plus to what was back then a rather conservative America. Her pioneering work of using consciousness as a main lit literary device in her work was genius. And that contribution was super great because you could feel the inner thoughts of the character. And this has now progressed into being called imagery. And it's now part of every single curriculum in the United States for writing. And as I said, she wasn't just a strong believer in women's equality. She was also part of the LGBTQ plus movement at that time, which was very surprising, as I said, because there were many conservative mindsets about this um, during that time. Because I remember, I think during that time, there was Harvey Milk and Harvey Milk was an um, amazing LGBTQ plus activist and politician. And he was murdered in his office because of supporting the LGBTQ plus movement. So I think this was very brave of her to not only pursue women's advocacy, but also embracing the LGBTQ plus mo mo movement. And not only did she protest and talk about it. In her writing, there will be many mentions of the nascent feminist movement. If you're like how I was when I researched about this, I'm like, what is nascent feminism? There are many different types of feminism, but nascent feminism is considered the second wave of feminism. The first wave of feminism was the right of property for women and the right to vote, but nascent feminism was right after the first wave. It was first more on the workplace discrimination, which Virginia Woolf was against. And the second feminist author I'm going to talk about is Sylvia Plath, who's one of my most favorite poets. I love tulips by her, and I love the way she eloquently can describe normal feelings so compactly and nicely that it feels like a warm hug. There's always a sense of self-destruction in her poems, but I wouldn't call them cynical. They're reality and the choices you can make if you go the opposite of her poems, that's the positive part. Also, in her literary works, there are often roles that are gender biased, like a homemaker would be a woman back in those days in literature, but never male. But 
uh, doctor would always be male. And Sylvia Plath actually noticed this injustice and put it in her work, um, expanding the diversity. And it played a great role in modern media. Also, not only was she an avid feminist, she would put some light towards psychiatric care. Sad to say, and still now, there's a taboo against people being in mental care facilities. And back then, the practice of lobotomies were common in people who were late in mental development, and these lobotomies impaired them. And more often than not, these were often women. And some of these women actually were just outspoken, and they had a voice that they wanted to share out. And many of them were um, subjected to these painful lobotomies that impaired them for the rest of their life. And I think everyone has heard of this example about John F. Kennedy's um, little sister or older sister, I don't quite remember, but Rosemary Kennedy. And she had seizures and mood swings from a very young age. And uh, growing up, that was hard on her. So a lobotomy was performed and she couldn't talk, speak, or do anything for that fact. And Sylvia Plath actually highlighted these harmful um, practices against women, and it made her a pioneer in her own way. And there's so many more women who've established themselves in literature and have an effect on the world that are positive and can make a difference. So thank you so much for listening. And this these two women are one of my two most important inspirations to me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sharania. That was so interesting. And I loved hearing about all those stories. I really had no idea. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially to our audio engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. And remember to always empower and support women and those that you love. And always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself